0: Hey, this is Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast.
0: Yes, hello everyone. Welcome in. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast, where of course every yard counts. Since we last spoke, a lot has happened. Tiger Woods took the Masters throne at Augusta and Jon Snow and the gang took the throne for Sunday night television rankings. Both welcome comebacks, of course, up there with Charlie Nicholas's with Jess Stelling. But talking of comebacks, coming back on the show is Lee Wakefield, whose fingers... Probably just about stopped smoking from all the work he's put in over the last few <laughs> days, <laughs> and uh, Rob Grimwood, who uh, ma- who made his uh, podcast co-hosting debut last week, uh, to great effect for us. Welcome bro- you boys at both in Lee. Firstly, which was the greatest comeback, Game of Thrones or Tiger Woods?
2: Uh, Tiger Woods, definitely. Not really got much time for Game of Thrones. I started watching it, you know, many years ago when it first came on. I was watching the first couple of episodes. And I got through two or three episodes, and I was like, I don't even know anyone's name, so I just just gave it a miss. And yeah, so Tigers got my vote for that one. Oh.
0: True. Yeah, did. Yeah, even to this point, and I've watched all of them, I still don't know some. <laughs> I, I still don't know some of the people's. Um, I have conversations, and people just name someone. And I'm like, who the who the hell is that? Um,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah but, it looks like that sort of thing. It's too complicated for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Robert. Any other, any other great comebacks you can think of? I, I assume being a Colts fan, Andrew Luck um, is, is a great comeback.
3: Yeah, well, bring it back to home. I'm I'm a Norwich fan, um, so we've been like come back in. We've been doing comebacks all season. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've had some cracking games. Really uh, annoyingly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well, for us. Uh, well,
2: yeah, I think we're both
3: yeah. the same, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, that. That would be higher on my priority list for this year for comebacks. Mm. But no, I think uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, what I mean, what an achievement. Can we just appreciate that for a second? Because, mm. uh, yeah, I, I don't particularly. Love the guy, but it was good to see. It was really good to see for golf, actually. Um, him come and mm. do that it was amazing. Um, and as, as for Game of Thrones, I've never watched one episode in my life, so I have no idea who John Sleet is or whatever you said.
0: <laughs> John John <laughs> Sleet, very good, very good indeed. I um, suppose
2: well um, just going back to the Andrew Luck thing, I guess it's been a great comeback since you wrote him off.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, we, we, we know we know that was his uh, his inspiration for, for what he's achieved today. So um, and also also, by the way, talking of uh, I, need, I need to rectify Rob, when, when we obviously introduced you on the podcast last week as a coach, we didn't we didn't actually tell anyone uh, how they can get in contact with you on uh, the Twitter. Art. But um, yeah, do you want to do you want to before we bring our, our guest on for the week, do you want to tell people how they can get in contact with you on social media?
3: Yeah, I must admit, I I listened back to the show and I was very disappointed. I thought you were a professional. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a professional (laughs) establishment. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at FFBritBaller. That's, uh, That's my handle, nice and original.
0: Yeah, lovely, lovely stuff. Um, Well, we have four downs for you again on the podcast today, and our play calls are as follows. First down is, of course, news and notes. Second down is going to be defensive draft prospects. Last week we did the offense, so go and check that out if you missed it. Uh, Good listening figures on that one as well, so I appreciate you all tuning in. Third down is the quiz, and we have Adam Foxcroft from the Long Snappers pod to see uh, if we can uh, determine a champion from season one's Cats, uh, who got eight out of ten. Uh, fourth down, we'll be announcing the winner of our April competition who will be receiving a, a gift box from my touchdown box uh, and also give you a lay of the land of what's going on with the podcast and what lies ahead. But for our second down play, uh, we are going to have uh, four personnel for the play and joining us in the slots is Joel Bishop from the Inside Zone. Joel, welcome you in for your first snap. Uh, tell, tell the listeners who you are uh, and how they can get hold of you and what you do. All
4: right, so majority of the time in my life, I'm watching film whether scouting, whether I'm analysing NFL plays, which I'd love to do. If you want to find me and some of my work, uh, my Twitter handle is at Joel Bishop FB. Um A lot of my, lot of my draft uh, work is at um, Pro Football Ready, which is a, a site that recently started, and a lot of my NFL work will be found at the Inside Zone and at Inside the Pylon.
0: There you go. Lovely, lovely stuff. Okay, with that being said, it's time for first down. First down. Uh, not a lot of news uh, in the NFL, apart from the big news, I, I suppose, with Russell Wilson signing a whopper of a deal. Um, not probably the best way to uh, go about... Uh, announcing it I, I suppose but then it just depends if you if you like that kind of thing I think but uh, Russell Wilson four-year extension for 140 million dollars 65 millions in the signing bonus woof woof is what I say to that and eclipses Aaron Rodgers Matt Ryan and all the rest uh, in, a, in, in homage, we decided to have a little fun on social media with it. Um, I mean, what, what a world we live in, uh, Lee, where we get to see Russell Wilson and, and Ciara or Kiara—I don't even know how you, you announce it—but uh, <laughs> they announce it, announce it from their bedside. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but what isn't ridiculous, uh, Lee, is the the sense that it makes for all parties here.
2: Yeah, definitely. It was. It was quite bizarre, actually, wasn't it? We mentioned it last week about, you know, could Russell, Russell Wilson get away? And never really saw him playing anywhere else but Seattle. But um, yeah, it didn't really make sense that he put that deadline on it. But I guess he's got his way. And yeah, all parties are, you know, satisfied, I guess. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rob, what, what's the what's the impact of of this deal? Obviously, there were murmurs, of, you know, going on television shows and you know setting a yeah a deadline. Which I'm actually surprised that they kind of kind of stuck to it, I suppose, and they got it done you know relatively quickly. Um, what's what's the impact on on this? Because he's now the highest paid quarterback getting more than you know Aaron Rodgers and you know each year. Um, you know, p- for people like Dak Prescott and and Carson Wentz, obviously, they're not going to get to the levels that they are. But with the cap, the salary cap going up. What's the impact for for the guys that are going to get paid further down the line?
3: Yeah, I mean, we saw it. We saw it. Sorry, I'll start that again. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we we saw it kickstart with with Andrew Luck uh, a few years ago when he signed that monster deal with Indianapolis, and since then it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now this 140 million pound. A dollar, pound. I keep saying that it's a it's <laughs> a nightmare, isn't it? It's mm. dollar 140 million dollar deal. Um, is it, massive for Seattle. Uh, it will start an effect. We've got some big quarterbacks coming up for contract extensions. I think Dak Prescott uh, is one of those guys to look out for. Um, yeah, it is the kickstart of of some monster contracts going down.
0: Mm. And Joe, Joe, from your point of view, did you ever ever see you know Seattle Seahawks letting go of Russell Wilson because you know third round pick? They're not gonna. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very uh, needle in the haystack job to try and to try and pull that off again. No, I
4: couldn't see that happening. They had to keep him. Um, he's on his way to you know, a Hall of Fame career, technically, with the way he's playing and he's won Super Bowls for them. Um, so we wouldn't want to let that go. Um, and it is going to affect the rest of the league. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Dak, Dak Prescott is coming up soon. Um, I know the Cowboys will try to get under market value um, that they have done with um, than previous players, so I imagine they'll try and get somewhere in the range of twenty-seven to $30 million a year and try and get more guaranteed money rather than the cap it per year, mm. um, which is something the cowboys do have the money for. So it's that guaranteed money,
0: yeah yeah, cowboys notorious for trying to 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 save and scrape every penny. But away from away from that, from away from Russell Wilson, another quarterback, Tom Brady says he may bulk up for 2019, which uh, avocado share prices around the world instantly skyrocketed, (laughs) uh, and skyrocket probably another ingredient he has shares in and eats on a regular basis. Um, (laughs) Thoughts on um, obviously we've had the NFL UK live tour over here. Did anyone see the the FaceTime in there with um, Tom Brady and Kurt Warner? I think it was at Cardiff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah,
4: it was Cardiff. (laughs) Mm
0: yeah any uh any any thoughts was that I, i've only seen him kind of talking was it like premeditated or was it a case of someone asked the question and you know he just phoned him up i'm not quite sure what the context was
3: no uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure either to be quite honest it, i just saw the clip um Sort of halfway through when I was clicking through Facebook earlier, and just saw Tom Brady's face on on the phone. There was uh, quite funny. I I imagine uh, the the people who were there would have absolutely loved that. That's Mm. a nice little little treat for them.
0: Yeah, shame shame you got the cliche question of uh, whether there be a Super Bowl in London, but never mind. Surely we can come up with new content. Uh, but never, yeah, but never, never, never mind um, I think actually the, the, the person that asked the question was uh, one of the guys that did uh, the, New, the New York Jets I think it was uh, Ian Roach I think it was um, Roachy so shout out to you my friend um, yeah you got your, answer, your question answered by Tom Brady so yeah fair play to you there another sign in uh, for the uh, New England Patriots Demarius Thomas has uh, I think agreed a one year deal uh, I think it's up to around £6 million uh, no people do not go and uh, go and get him from your fancy waiver wires in Dynasty uh, but Lee, one for you that you, you insisted that this be included in the news. Uh, the LA Chargers have, have changed their their default uniforms for, for home games next season.
2: Yeah, so the best uniform in all of sport is now the Chargers' prime uniform. So we're going to play in the powder blues more often than not, which is really good because obviously, you know, with it only being an alternate uniform, it was only seen a couple of times a year. And obviously like I say everyone loves it it's not just the Chargers fan thing everyone i think around the league uh, respects it as one of the better uniforms in you know in the whole of sport so i would say yeah, uh, so yeah it's a good it's a good <laughs> uh, good thing it can be seen more often
3: you don't agree rob uh, no <laughs> we're going to have to save this discussion for uh, another off season podcast we're going to have to uh, yeah we're going to have to we're going to have to uh, yeah just um address this uh, this okay. comment I was it's thinking, a, good, a good jersey. It's a good jersey. I'll give you that. But to um, say it's the best, I mean, there's, yeah, come on. There's been some legendary kits in world sport. Well, yeah. I mean, all right. Yeah, let's let's narrow down to
2: the NFL then. I mean, I, after the draft <laughs> is finished with, um, I'm a big uni fan. It's a big. Th- it's a big thing to me. I'm really one of those geeky people who loves like uniforms and numbers and stuff like that. I'm going to do like a, a uniforms article mm. after the draft. So maybe maybe a, you should do a, a
0: spoiler there. Maybe you should do a uniform bracket. Ooh,
2: yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I think we we need
0: to do that. I think we need
2: to do that. Yeah, 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 let's do it. The full 10 yards uni bracket. Well up for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to
0: write that down right now. Okay, lovely. Um, Okay, that's the news all wrapped up. So, time for Second Down. Second Down. Okay, so like I say, previously we did uh, the offence last week. We looked at the wide receivers, running backs and a couple of tight ends as well. We didn't actually look at quarterbacks, which is a bit silly, but um, yeah, we've got plenty of time to do that next week as well. But this week, we're going to focus and turn our attention on defence, Lee's favourite subject. If he was on Mastermind, that would be his um, subject area. So let's absolutely. go through... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so we're going to go through... Uh, I suppose we can kind of block this into three different blocks. You are going to have the front, the middle, and the back. So we will start at the front. All beforehand, um, everyone's been uh, assigned players, so this should be nice and smooth. But Joel, seeing as though you are our guest, we gave you the... Uh, what is slated to be probably the first uh, non-quarterback off the board. Who knows, he may even go number one overall. Uh, Nick Bosa, uh, uh, Ohio State, or the Ohio State, as they say on Sunday Night Football. Tell us all about Nick Bosa.
4: Okay, so first of all, he's uh, Joey Bosa's little brother, as we all know that. Um first thing I like to always say about him, he plays like a veteran. Like, he's been in the league for so long. It's the way he plays. A lot of, like, a lot of kids come out of college, they Still does the use hands properly, they still need to work on their counters and their pass rush moves, but Bosa he still has it all. He, he, he's athletic as well. Um, you know, he has got very superior hands compared to the rest of the players. I he mean, he'll join the league um, with handwork better than half the you know pass rushes already there. Um he counters so well, he he plays with violence, he's a good run defender, but the only problem with as we are aware of, he does have a little bit of an injury history. Um, sometimes the redirection skills are not with the quickest, like the quickest, and um, like his three cones uh, suggest that he does have some bends and run tape. is a little bit there, but at the same time, you don't see him as bendy as the other pass rushers, like Burns and uh, Allen, for example. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for the 99% of people, I think Nick Boster's kind of, you yeah, know, he's always been mocked number two to the San Francisco 49ers. But a couple of knocks I've heard about Nick Boston. and say, Lee, you'll probably be a better place to, to answer this one for me. For me, um, I've heard that he's, he's got either, is it a short reach or small hands or something like that? He's not got the, the biggest um, in terms of percentiles there.
2: He's not like he's not the greatest athlete. I mean, Joey's not the greatest athlete either. But I mean, they're good athletes, but they're not, you know, on that upper echelon. Mm. Um, I'm just going to go more drastic and go on his hand size, actually. It's interesting. I've not actually heard that mentioned too much. Uh, Uh, Hand size is 10 inches, so it's 86 percentile, so not too bad.
0: Right. Okay. No, uh, I just remember someone saying to me a while back that um, yeah, he's, he's either his reach or his arm length or something like that, something to do with his arms mm. or his hands, wasn't wasn't the biggest, but there, but there we go. So, that that was a bit odd to
4: me because um, his official combo numbers was uh, ten and three quarters of a hands, and his arm length arm length is thirty three inches. Um, so length for me is not an issue. Right.
0: Right. Okay. So I I know nothing about much about defense. So um, every day every day is a learning day, ladies and gentlemen. Every day is a learning day. Let's to, let's move over to the Buffalo quarterback from last season, Josh Allen. I kid of course. Lee, uh, the guy from Kentucky. Can he? <laughs> Everyone obviously wants him to to go to the Jets so that Josh Allen can sack Josh Allen. Um, but yeah, the guy from Kentucky. Can he? Can he fry some chicken? As for a, for a lack of a, a bad, that's a bad analogy. But there we go. Can he fry some chicken in the NFL?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a bigger fan of this Josh Allen than I was last year, um, and obviously we were both not fans of the other one. Um, yeah, Josh Allen's a really good player. Um, not sure whether he's going to go to the Jets because obviously the Jets is a pretty key position in the draft at number three. Uh, they've made it pretty public that they want to trade out of that spot. So whether he ends up there and able to sack his namesake is a different, you know, it's a different question altogether. But you know, if he does go there, be a good pick, a good spot. Uh, yeah, true speed, edge rusher, red hot motor, uh, really, really explosive. As uh, Joel mentioned, uh, as he was doing his post, his uh, rundown, he's uh, got a lot of bend and a lot of flexibility. And I think we mentioned it last week, didn't we, Marquise Brown and, and our speedy receivers who we were talking about. It's speed kills, speed scares people to death who have to face speed. And Josh Allen's got that in abundance. Uh, he's got plenty of experience as well. I love that he's played over 40 games in college over four years for Kentucky. Uh, so lots, a lot of experience against SEC tackles as well, which obviously is the highest level of college football, uh, the best conference out there. Um, and obviously he's got insane production while whilst doing so, growing each year, which is another thing that I like to to see, see that growth. And you you know if someone's flat, uh, you you think there's not much growth, then that's not going to continue into the into the pros. But obviously uh, with that growth, you would sort of bet, bet uh, that that would happen. Mm. Uh, you know we racked up 17 sacks. 21 and a half tackles for Lough last year. Uh, main area of concern is if we were just talking about Bosa's hands. Is his, Josh Allen does have tiny hands? Uh, he's got like less than nine inch hands, uh, which is in the, the first percentile, which you know, says a lot. Um, yeah. You know, obviously that's linked to not being able to finish. Uh, not not too concerned because obviously he has shown that he can finish um, against you know good opposition, which is which is kind of what you'd look for more than the measurable for me. Uh, but yeah, something to keep your eye on at least. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I could probably, when you were saying that, I, I couldn't help but make the connection between can't finish and small hands. But I we should move on very swiftly. <laughs> um, bit blue, but there we go. Uh, we'll move on to Rashawn Gary then. Rob, you've been assigned to him, the guy from Michigan. Can we can we trust a guy who has a first name as a surname? That's the question. No,
3: oh, well that is, the, you know. <laughs> Gary Neville, you can't trust him uh, and his dad's <laughs> a nightmare um, yes, uh, with the ninth pick of the 2019 draft the Buffalo Bills will be selecting Rashawn Gary that's my well, opinion anyway. <laughs> um, he's yeah, he's slated to go in the top 10 uh, 6'5", 277 pounds uh, five star prospect coming out, or coming into college um, he's pretty explosive, he's got good size, good strength, um, he's got a motor, he's got a big potential but the defensive coordinators have got some work to do. They've got to harness the skills that he's got to put him up to the next level. Um, He could be very, very good, but like I said, he needs nurturing. Um, But I do think he's going to be a top 10 pick. Um, Mm. He certainly impressed me. I watched some tape on him um, and he he does look like, say explosive. He's, he's more of a hitter through the middle. He's, he's not particularly a a, a very elusive edge rusher, if you like, but Mm. he, he does get to the quarterback. Um, which it impressed me, yeah. It definitely, his strength is, is something that is uh, a, a strength of his. If that makes any sense, mm. <laughs> yeah. I um, I actually think he'll benefit from kicking inside in the in the pros. I
2: think he'll benefit from having yeah. a more linear path to the quarterback. I don't think he's the most bendy guy. He, he's got a great first step, as you said, explosive, yeah. strong, but um, yeah, it doesn't bend too well. And I think when he comes up against a better level of competition, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he'll have that yeah. much success. Um, I, that
3: is I would, the issue. I, th- I think, I, like I said, it needs to be harnessed that skill. It needs yeah. to be put up to an NFL level. You're quite right. Yeah, for
2: sure, uh, for sure. I, I, I don't. I would hate to pick him in the top. Well, I'd hate to pick him in the first round. I mean, that might be controversial. Yeah, uh, he's mm-hmm. not. But, well, he's I, not my sort of player in as an edge rusher, anyway.
4: Well, when it comes to players being that sort of a projection in the first round, that's when I have the issues um, because of the fact that he's so much of an upside, an upside pick only. Um, I've got him twenty-four for my uh, board at the moment. Um, so that's what I've run Tim. him. Um, but yeah, I'll probably try him as an edge rusher first because if he can succeed there, then great. But as you mentioned, he, you you can't look into kicking him inside as a uh, penetrating three technique. Um, we'll need to get a little bit bigger to play inside. But um, yeah, he, again, he's poor pure projection at the moment. But he, it's, not, it's not just his um, technique as well. I feel like he does need to be a bit more mature as well.
0: Yeah, there you go. Loads of stuff there on Russia and Gary. Love it. OK, uh, Joel, over to you then. We've got Chase Winovich here for the guy from Michigan. I mean, the two things I like about this is his first name is Chase, which is perfect for an edge rusher. But he's also got the word win in his surname. So those that, that combination there. I mean, that, that's how deep my level of knowledge is on this defensive. <laughs> on
2: the, on, on, on the so, Tim, do you, do you trust a man who's got two surnames in his name rather than two first names?
0: When, when I, because I, I thought about this when I was in the shower earlier, which is also a nice thought. <laughs>
2: Easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah I, I, I couldn't help it i couldn't help friendly yeah yeah absolutely i couldn't help but think of chase daniel and maybe that's why he got maybe sacked so much or yeah because people were chasing him chase daniel it's just the wrong way around isn't it but um we <laughs> what do well,
3: you learned from this podcast well actually tim thinks of <laughs> chase daniel in the shower yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um joel tell us about chase vinovich before we this this podcast sinks like the titanic yeah well um chase vinovich
4: um First of all, I do have him ranked uh, about forty-three, forty-three overall on my board. Um, so yeah, he, he's a relentless player. He, he plays with a lot of effort. Um, he's got a bit of flexibility in his game. He, his hands always very active. Um, but my issues with him, he doesn't have you know the ideal size and length for position. Doesn't play that explosive on tape. But you look at the combine um, measurements, and you do feel optimistic about that. And if you can coach him to play faster that he does on tape, but yeah. Like I said, that's one of the biggest parts of this game, its relentless nature, is the effort he puts in every snap.
2: Mm. Yeah. Joel, I would love to see our boards next to each other because uh, you said you had Gary at 24, I've got him at 26, and I've got Winovich at 41. So it sounds like we've got the right <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, very similar.
0: My board's bigger than your board, lads. Anyway, moving on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: moving on. Rob, Brian Burns, um, Florida State.
3: Okay, I'm going to start with this question. Where have you guys got Brian Burns on your board? Let uh, me pull it up. Pretty high. Um, nice. Brian Burns, I've got him seven overall, and I've got him ninth.
0: Oh, hey.
2: hey,
3: hey. <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh, I don't feel too bad that I've got him down uh, at 14, uh, going to the Falcons. Okay. Um, yeah, this guy, um, he led all first years in sacks, nine, uh, nine and a half sacks, 24 tackles. Uh, despite... Uh, uh, Florida State being having a miserable season last year because they were terrifying. Uh, He was actually uh, kind of the glimmer of light in that defense. Uh, Brian Burns had a good season, uh, 15 and a half tackles for loss, 10 sacks in 52 stops and three forced fumbles, seven forced fumbles in his college career, which is Pretty impressive, mm. um, and and yeah, this guy uh, had good measurables as well at the combine: 453-40 and a thirty six inch vert. So, so yeah, he he's got the measurables, um, and like we've established, he's going to be um, a, a sort of a mid first round pick or early first round pick, uh, and could be potentially a, a good pickup.
0: Mm. Lovely stuff. OK. And, and say so, as, we, as we're going through all these, these edge guys, this, it's actually quite a deep class. We're not going to go through millions of people for, for each position. It's just that uh, edge, edge rushers seem to be quite stacked this year in the mm. draft. Uh, Lee, we move on to Clelin Ferrell from Clemson.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, really solid player. Uh, One that I really like, one of my favourite. You know, he's not the best edge player in this class, but he might be my favourite, actually. Uh, Excellent run defender, which which I think really makes him stand out from everyone. You know, we're talking about pass rushers here. And people get sort of hung up, and I know it's the primary job, that's why it's in their title, to get to the quarterback. But, you know, there's not a lot of them sometimes, especially coming out of college, that are excellent at setting the edge and, you know, being an edge defender uh, more than a pass rusher. Uh, so, yeah, it sets him apart in uh, a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, so he had 11.5 sacks last year, 9.5 the for, um, you know, an extremely talented line. Uh, so it's not just about being that edge defender and that run defender. Uh, the reason why he's not sort of higher up on my list and, uh, you know, lots of people's list, and why he's not being talked up as being, you know, one of the highest uh, edge rushers off the board um, is because of that lack of uh, bend and athleticism compared to other people who are a little bit higher, like Brian Burns and Josh Allen. Um, having that ability to corner is what gives you a really high ceiling. Um, because he's not got that speed, generally something that you sort of either have or have not. And uh, Farrell's not the quickest, so yeah, he's kind of lowers his ceiling a little bit. But you know, really high floor prospect because he's that edge defender because he's well coached, and you know he just gets the quarterback as well as he has shown. Uh, so yeah, I think he'll have a good, um, a good NFL career. I think he'll be really, really solid. He'd be picked uh, mid to late first round, I think. Um, but won't be wowing people on a weekly basis with splash plays, I would say. But he's one of those people where you'll you'll look back at the end of the season, most seasons ago, you know what? Claire and Farrell had a really good season.
0: Mm. Next up is Jalen Ferguson, last uh, of the edge rushers that we are going to be going through. Rob, uh, Louisiana Tech all-time sack leader in the NCAA. Tell us more.
3: Oh, you just take my first point away from me. <laughs> so I'm researching these guys. And I'm just about to lead with the, F- the FBS record holder for sacks, and you've just gone straight in there. Thanks, Tim. Uh, yeah, 45 career sacks. Pretty impressive. Um, he was impressive last year as well. 38 solo tackles, 65, 26 losses. Um, that's an impressive stat, if you didn't know that. Um, I found that out when I was doing my research. As you could probably tell, I'm not the biggest defensive guy, but that's impressive. Jalen Ferguson, he's slated to go in the second round. This for me could be a really good pickup. Now, he has got a couple of sort of ticks by his name uh, because he didn't turn up, He didn't go to the combine. He he was actually uh, his invite got rescinded by the NFL because of sa uh, because of a um, assault charge when he was 18 years old. He has said, "Look, that was a long time ago. Five years ago, um, it was an altercation. Whatever uh, that's in the back of his mind, but." there could be some flags for Jalen Ferguson. Might well affect his his draft price. It might be why he's, he's down in the second round. Um, interested, Lee, to hear your take on Jaden Ferguson. Could this guy uh, be a potential diamond in the rough in the second round? Potentially, yeah. I think I've got him a little bit later than that.
2: But yeah, no, someone could pick him in the second round just for his, his production that he's got. Production's obviously something that you, you really want. It's something that I look for personally when I'm making my evaluations of players. Um, he, he doesn't have sort of a complete set of pass rush moves, yeah. He's kind of just beating up on lower competition. Obviously, level of competition is a big thing as well, and it's a big thing that I sort of detract away from people. And obviously, if you are just playing these guys you're not gonna you're not going to see in the league, it's kind of difficult to sort of say where you're going to stack up against good competition when you actually get there. But definitely, you know, he's not going to come in as someone's first edge show He's going to come in and uh, be a number two or perhaps, you know, go to a good team and be a number three. Uh, and they can coach him up and see where they go. But yeah, you know he's potentially got the he's got the potential to be really good if you know someone can teach him he's on pass rush moves and gives him a pass rush plan, and uh, yeah, see where we go from there. Cause obviously, he knows how to get to the quarterback.
4: There
0: you go. And Joe, where have you got him on your board?
4: He is should be about seventy eight, I think, third round. Lee, where you got?
2: Sixty nine for me. Oh, got him a little bit higher. 69, table for
0: two. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Honourable mentions in the edge-rushing class. Montez swept uh, pers- potentially a first-round, obviously the uh, heart condition, which doesn't seem to be as much of an issue as, uh, was it Maurice Hurst, I think, for Oakland, who's mm. uh, performed well last year, from what I saw. Uh, and Ja'Kai Polite, uh, whose draft stock has nosedived quicker than Mike Ashley's Debenham share prices. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Had that one written down, was about for ages to do that one. Um, we move, we'll move on slightly back a level, if you like, to the, and uh, not back a level, sorry, inside to the uh, interior defensive linemen. A couple of guys here, just the one each for you guys. Joel, we'll start off with you. Uh, Ed Oliver from Houston.
4: Okay, Ed Oliver. Um, a very athletic, as we know. Uh, quick pass rusher. Um, pretty much relies on his athleticism, that's the thing. He, he needs to work on his technique. He doesn't have many pass rush moves. So he does need a lot of um, coaching for the next level. But, you know, you see the athleticism there. He he plays with much more power than his size gives credit for. Um, He's a good run defender. He played in most cases in those positions. So where his best position in the NFL is going to be is that attacking three technique. um, Get that sort of one-on-one matchup with him, and that's where he's going to fit best in the NFL. Mm.
0: Yeah, Ed Oliver, all the mock drafts that I've seen going about this, I've not heard, I've not really seen but one bad word written about Ed Oliver. So he's gone to a variety of teams as well. So probably just is a testament to how good of a player he is, Lee.
3: I've got you down can for just, Can I just add into Ed Oliver yeah, just yeah. real quick? Yeah. Um, I have a, a flawless technique um, of, of doing these guys, and it all stems from Madden. And I'll tell you what <laughs> happened. Um, I had a career and I, I imported the uh, 2019 draft class nice. and I actually drafted Ed Oliver and he ended up being 99 rated. So, I mean, <laughs> my money's on the guy. I mean, if he can make it in Madden, then he's got a surefire line to get to the top in the NFL. Just he, put it out uh, there. He's a big fan of horses as well,
2: which is always good. Majestic animal. So, yeah, no, big fan of that. He, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good player.
0: Also also has two yeah. first names as a name. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we move on, Lee. Uh, Clemson, uh, Cleland Ferrell's uh, teammate, Quinn and uh, Christian Wilkins. Um, slated to go back at the first start of the second?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Uh, could go a bit higher, uh, which you see every now and then in mock drafts, uh, which depends. You know, yeah, I'm a big fan of him as well. Um, big fan of his teammate, big fan of him. Not a Clemson fan, promise. But uh, yeah, I do like these two guys. Uh, He could have come out last year and probably been about the same, Uh, you know, definite first rounder, um, you know, back end of the first round. Gone back has improved his stock, which kind of gives him maybe that season of being, you know, you know, in the top 10, 12, perhaps, maybe a little bit higher. Uh, You know, won the national championship, obviously, so that obviously improves his stock. Uh, As a player, plays with excellent pad level, actually looks smaller on tape when you actually watch him, which obviously not a bad thing as a defensive lineman. Uh, not the greatest pass rusher, but you can see it's, you know, it's, it's there to be said to be coached into him. Needs more refinement in this area. Obviously, a great guy off the field as well. Uh, works as a substitute, or has worked as a substitute teacher um, for younger kids, uh, which obviously says a lot about his character. So obviously, you know, not about just the drafting the player, you're drafting the person as well. Yeah. So I think um, something that teams will look out for is someone that you want to draft into your community and and can work with your your fans and like like say local community and Christian Wilkins is definitely one of those people
0: Mm. Absolutely another team another player that teams will be looking to get uh, especially those in the top five the trump card in the uh, defensive tackle Quinn and Williams Alabama Rob
3: Yeah if it's one one thing you know of being an offensive guy if you one thing you know about the defensive players if they're coming out of out of Alabama then they've got a good chance of being elite uh, that's pretty much what and Williams is he's got the potential to be an elite defensive tackle when I was watching his uh, film earlier today the, the first thing I wrote down on my notepad was small bear who likes to maul people um, <laughs> because he's just, he's quite fiery he's quite for a defense loose He's only 6'3", 303 pounds, which 303 pounds is big, but it's not the biggest for a defensive tackle. But he's strong. Uh, first team, All-American. He's a stereotypical Alabama defensive tackle. He, he's he's going to walk in the footsteps of the likes of Jonathan Allen and Jerome Payne, who we've seen recently go into the NFL. Uh, yeah, this guy's oozing talent and it could well be uh, an elite defensive tackle in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I heard something today. I think he visited. It might have been Tennessee. I might have got the team wrong there, but he blew them away with um, being able to break down plays and and all the rest of it and all that kind of stuff as well. So um, certainly doing uh, doing the bizzo there for team visits. Honorable um, mention here the defensive lineman uh, for Geoffrey Simmons, who I think he's going to miss in twenty nineteen with ACL, isn't he?
1: Maybe
2: maybe not the whole season, but yeah, he's not he's not going to play for a while.
1: Yeah,
0: because I think I think uh, I, was, I saw him being mocked to to the Patriots because they that's the kind of player that they do like. Uh, but it's time to move back a level. Just a couple of linebackers here to talk about. Really, um, Lee's Lee's comment was that these are the only two worth drafting, let alone talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, we'll, yeah. So the question is, yeah. do, do we start with the White or the Bush? That's the question. I think we'll start with uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> where well, we'll come to, to Joe uh, University of Michigan for Devin Bush
4: okay, um'm glad I'm starting with it because I have David Bush's as linebacker one over white um to start there yeah um I think Bush is better in coverage um things I like about Bush he plays with good speed, he've got great ranges um where he why I put him as linebacker one, especially the most this year because he is his instincts are mm. really really good better than better than white uh, with yep. his instincts um. And the only thing against Bush, obviously, he's undersized, lacks ideal length, and does show up on tip. But um, I'm not going to play him as a middle, central sort of middle linebacker anyway. I'm going to put him as a middle linebacker. He's going to fit the that sort, of, that sort of position really well in the NFL.
0: There you go. Lee, you were making some funny noises. Do you agree?
4: No, yeah, I agree with what he was
2: saying. I'm definitely better instincts than Devin White.
0: There we go. And then t- t- tell us about Devin White then, uh, LSU
2: yeah so you no know, no he doesn't have as good instincts, still pretty good uh, good iq in terms of football iq uh, doesn't really waste movements once he's actually sussed out what's going on um you know he does take a half a tick uh, longer to you know kind of read the play uh, but once he gets going he's a he's a very very athletic guy Uh, his 40-yard dash was, let me pull up the numbers, 4.42 seconds, which is in the 99 percentile for linebackers. Uh, Another one who's like Devin White, uh, sorry, Devin Bush, who's undersized, only weighing in at 237 pounds and six feet. Uh, So, you know, both undersized, super athletic guys, both good in coverage, as Joel said. Um, and yeah so both both sort of one and two and like i said in the the group chat i think these two guys are head and shoulders above everyone else maybe not, not you know they they're gonna be the starters they're gonna start in year one they're not gonna be perfect by any means um, after that you know, you're gonna get the linebackers who can fill a role and uh, you know you can take a chance on guys after that but yeah lsu have got a, a production line of top linebackers who go into the nfl and do well so i think he'll be the next one of those um, you know he's backed up production as well 28 and a half tackles for loss eight and a half sacks in three years at lsu so yeah no got that production as well uh ceiling for me is five at tampa bay yep. uh, definitely off the board in the first 12 picks so i'm pretty pretty high on devin white
0: yeah i mean, I, I don't think yeah. i've not i've th- I haven't seen a, drop, a mock draft yet where devin white hasn't gone to the buccaneers but i don't know if that's through laziness or just it's meant to happen but uh, joe what are your thoughts
4: yeah, I I pretty totally much agree with that, and I do like the fit that the uh, the Buccaneers, especially with the transition to uh, a three four defense, they they need a middle enforcer. Um, why not uh, Devin White? I think it's going to fit in that scheme better with, with um, Devin Bush, for example. Um, I think Bush actually fits really well at the uh, Cincinnati Bengals if they wanted to go linebacker mm-hmm. there. Um, Rankings wise, I've got Bush ninth overall. I've got Devin White thirteenth, so they are um, ranked <laughs> pretty high. This is uh, crazy. Is when it comes to other linebackers, I do have to give a couple of others a shout. Yep. Um, of course, we are aware of Mac Wilson from Alabama, but there are other ones that we don't... Not many people really talk about. Um, Jay Lani Tavai, uh, the linebacker from Hawaii. Uh, I've got him 64th overall. Um, if you haven't watched him, I recommend you watch him. He's brilliant. Mm. Um, Blake Cashman's another one I'm high on. Uh, Jermaine Pratt out of NC State's another one I'm high on. So there's a couple of linebackers um, on day two that, um, you know, they could come in and fill a need uh, for teams that are uh, needing a the linebacker. Maybe. There you
0: have it. Lee, any, any of the, heard of any of those? I haven't.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to add one more. I'm quite high on Joel Giles-Harris from Duke. Uh, he's not like super high on my board or anything like that. It's definitely like a day two, start a day three pick. But no, just to add to Joel. Uh, I was just laughing as Joel was giving his, uh, his ranks for the Devins as well. I've gotten kind of flipped around. I'd like Devin White better. I've got him number eight. And then I've got Devin Bush at 12, which is kind of crazy. There you go. <laughs> How close we are on all these. <laughs> great minds, lads. Yeah.
0: Great minds, love it. Right. Okay. Talking of great Definitely. minds, we're we're going to transition to the the secondary now. Uh, corners and safeties. Um, we'll start a defensive um, at corner. Byron Murphy. I think I've I've seen him go consistently in the middle of the first round. If not, maybe, but maybe around pick twenty somewhere. But Lee, University of Washington. Um, is he going to be the first corner off the board?
2: I would hope so. Yeah, he's definitely my CB one. Um, if I'm not counting one player that we'll talk about, if we're counting him as a safety and not a corner. Uh, yeah, Byron Murphy. I'm a big, I'm big. Uh, I've got a big soft spot for Washington uh, secondary players. To be honest with you, I liked a few of their players coming out the last few years, and Byron Murphy's just another one of those. Uh, another kind of undersized player that we're talking about today, uh, but extremely scrappy doesn't mind laying a hit on someone. Uh, first trait is that stands out to me is he's super smooth, smooth hips, uh, can mirror a match, uh, whether that's in man or zone. Uh, and second of all, he's got good ball skills. Uh, Freelance a little bit at the time, you know, but he's because he's an intelligent player, he kind of gets away with it a little bit. And, you know, to go along with that is his ball skills and he, you know, gets picks. And, you know, going back to the Pack 12 title game I think it was a really low scoring game one touchdown the Byron Murphy picked six that went back and uh, yeah, won Washington the game so yeah uh, definitely my CB1 playmaker uh, should be a nice CB2 for someone in the league as he gets there won't be I think because he's a bit undersized I don't think he'll be a CB1 for a team but yeah definitely a nice compliment uh, I think a nice fit would for him would be to the Lions at number 8 to kind of be across the other side from Darius Slay who you know they're given two playmakers and two really good corners there mm.
0: Yeah, I like it. So, yeah,
4: good job. I've got to agree with that. Um, Byron Murphy is my top uh, corner as well. I have him about 21st on the board. Um, love that he moves well in space. He's a smooth athlete and transitions as well. He, like, like you say, the playmaker, he's got elite ball skills. Uh, the knock on him, he is undersized. He does lack suddenness sometimes. Um, you know, the recovery speed as well. But will he be drafted first? I don't know. I don't trust the NFL sometimes. They do make a judgment on undersized players sometimes. Um, so he could not be the first one drafted, even though I believe he's the best corner in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sometimes how the NFL works. So Mac- with the oh sorry, on. I was
2: going to say with the two. Obviously, we'll come on to Greedy Williams in a sec. Uh, but I think with the two of them, it, it depends on who sort of need you know who's there and wants a corner in the first round because they're both completely different builds different players in certain senses. Uh, so, you know, if the, if the Steelers are on the board, say at 20 and they're both there, then they're going to pick Williams because that's the kind of profile they go for. Mm. Um, you know, if they're left with Murphy and Williams off the board, they probably won't draft Murphy. So it just kind of works like that as well in terms of like the fit and what the what the teams want in, in certain
4: positions.
0: Mm. Yeah, Joe, is uh, Greedy Williams the, the guy that could go uh, number one uh, corner over Byron Murphy? Um, possibly, yeah. Um,
4: even though... I still have issues with him, um, but you know, he does have the ideal length, the speed. Um, he's got ball skills. Uh, you know, he, he stays hip, hip with the receiver. Um, generally, he's a good corner, but there are things where worry. Is he does have a you know, rather thin frame? Um, you, you, you want to play with better effort, especially in the run game. And he's afraid to make the tackle sometimes, and I think he could have done a lot better on the field. So. There are those sort of worries with Greedy where is, is he gonna allow himself to push himself to get to his ceiling? Um that, that that's the worry with him, but you know, we all know his its ceilings really high. You know, ideally if he played if he played harder on the field, we wouldn't be talking about Greedy really being possibly end of the first he'd be much higher.
0: Yeah. Yeah I mean quite quite a few podcasts I've listened to that, that do uh, draft um, draft prospects all, all all of if I did a word association with greedy williams it would be doesn't like to tackle so um, yeah that that probably uh, yeah. c- confirms what I'm, what you guys are saying uh, rob welcome you back into the podcast You haven't spoken for a couple of minutes you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. we we assigned you justin lane from michigan, michigan state you
3: did yeah uh, justin lane uh, i i've seen him Going sort of in the mid second round. Um, I wonder if there's a spot available in there for a, a Detroit Lions or an Atlanta Falcons who both have cornerback as quite high up on their on their needs list. Uh, this guy he had a few speed questions coming out of college, but seems to have answered them at the at the combine uh, when he ran a 4.5 flat forty. Um, he he started as a receiving college uh ended up as a, as a quarterback and actually ranked in the top 10 uh, in college in pass breakups he's good size uh good length and good movement with good ball, good ball skills that's what i have taken from his tape uh lee do you think he does end up going to somewhere like the lions or the falcons or is he going to be a bit later
2: could be. I, I've been a bit later than, than the second round, to be honest with you. I think he fits someone like Seattle really well because they like their yeah. big corners out there. Uh, yeah, he's very physical. Um, and, he, you know, he's got those physical traits of size and uh, speed projection. So, yeah, no, I mean, anyone looking for like a number two corner, um, I think he needs some work. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, I think he could start as a yeah. you know, uh, a reserve corner at first and then work himself up to being a number two corner. I think that's his scene. I don't think he'll ever be a number one. Uh, but yeah, if these these teams that like their big corners, I think he'll be, he'll be on the radar. Uh, just like a lot of these people, when I put out my three-round mock draft uh, at the weekend, mm. uh, there's kind of a running joke that I had in it that there's basically like a load of, uh, just a group of really big corners that just aren't that great yet and someone's going to hit the jackpot with one of them. Yeah,
4: there you go. yeah, big fan of big fan of Justin Lane. Uh, I got about thirty six overall on of my boards. Um, what I do love about him, he plays. He's got good balance. He mirrors really well. Um, he's got great length. He's got thirty three at jumps. Um, the issue of, of course, his technique still needs work. his footwork needs work. Um, he, he need to get stronger. But yeah, he's 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 he's, 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 you know, he's an ascending player. You, you, you feel that he's gonna. Um, get better when he, when he gets uh, NFL coach and, um so yeah I, I do like his upside mm.
0: okay lovely lovely stuff if he does go to Detroit obviously it wouldn't be too far from obviously Michigan State where he was at U, uh, for college uh, moving on then the last couple of guys safeties um, Lee Darnell macho man Randy Savage from Maryland
2: <laughs> yeah <it's... laughs> I mean I don't really get the reference cause I'm not a wrestling fan I think that's what it is right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, is it? Okay. Get out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> get out. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no, Daniel Savage is one of my favourite plays in this whole draft, to be honest with you. I uh, really, really like him. Um, I like safety as athletic move well in space and can diagnose plays. And when they do, then they just fly to the ball carrier and take them out. And that's exactly what Daniel Savage does. Uh, Sorry from the finished article, but great tackler. Uh, can diagnose, like I say, can play both safety spots, although I think he's better in the box at the moment. But has, has played as uh, a bit of a free safety, a bit of a deep... Uh, deeper safety uh, he's got good ball skills um, case in point is the beautiful pick six against Temple where he beautifully undercuts the route and you know walks the ball in the end zone um, I think he's going to be uh, a multi-year starter I think he's going to be hiding in the second round I think it's going to be a bargain one of these people that gets taken not too heralded by a lot of people uh, but I think he'd be one of those people where uh, you know six, six, seven weeks into the season, he'll be who we well thought of, and someone would have had himself a bargain. He's got a good deal of experience as well as a multi-year starter in in Maryland for the Terrapins. Um, so yeah, no like him. Um, like I say, he needs some work, especially yeah, as a free safety, but no can can do it all. Uh, back there, I think he's got the potential to do it all anyway. Uh, blew away the combine. Uh, can move forty-yard uh, dash of four point three six seconds, which obviously is very, very quick for a big safety.
0: Mm. Yeah, okay, we uh, shall round it off with, uh, Rob, will come to you for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who sounds like he owns a castle somewhere, um, that's to be confirmed, but uh, <laughs> a guy from Florida, rounds us, rounds us off at the safety.
3: Yeah, I've got uh, a fun fact uh, about Chauncey yeah. Gardner-Johnson, his, he un- he his name a is a actually Chauncey... He owns a castle. No, he, oh. he, <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, a, a big one. It's called Windsor. No, um, he, he was a, he's actually called Cha- Chauncey Gardner. Uh, but the, the Johnson bit came because he's he, to honour Brian Johnson, or Pops, uh, who has been with his family since Chauncey was young. Oh. So literally, he's just taken a family friend's last name and added it to his. Mm. Um, You know, whatever floats your boat. Maybe. Um, no, for me, he, I've got him quite high up on my board, actually. I, I watched some tape. I was quite impressed. Um, I have him go in. Uh, early on day two uh, and I think a perfect landing spot for him could possibly be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, we know that they were looking to get Derwin James last year didn't manage to get him so it could be this year where they sort of step up and, and get a, a safety early in day two um, yeah it's, it, it's been pretty productive with school he, he was the first Florida fle- he was the first freshman out of Florida to win the MVP of the Outback Bowl since Emmett Smith. Another fun fact. I'm full of these fun facts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 40 in 4.48, which is pretty swift. Um, but the 36 broad jump, 117. So he's pretty athletic. He's a good size. Um, maybe a bit of a slot defender. Uh, he's, he can blitz. He can help with the run support. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's a good little player there. I've, I quite quite liked him. Um, mm-hmm. Chauncey Johnson. I'm just going to say... Uh, sorry. Chauncey Gardner. I'm not yeah. going to say Johnson. Oh, I, wonder,
0: I, I wonder if he added Johnson it. on because he just want, didn't want a job title. as his surname maybe? I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's better than having a first
3: name than last name. Yeah. To establish that. yeah.
0: Um, yeah Joe, And Joe. any love for any other safeties or do you like those two? What's your, what's your thoughts?
4: Um, well, I'm not going to drop my uh, rankings on Taylor Rapp due to the 40. Um, he's still high on my board. He's 28th overall. Yeah. Um, the tape is too good. I, I know he run like four seven five or four seven that that sort of uh, time, but the tape, it just shows that he's a better player than that. I think he plays quicker than that. So Taylor Rapp of the Washington, is uh, my number two safety behind number one Nasir Adley of Delaware. Mm.
0: Ooh. yeah, yeah. I've got some honorable mentions here for Nasir Adley and Jonathan uh, Jonathan Abraham as well. Where well, Lee, any any reason why yeah. honorable mentions? Or well, Joel, do you like do you like those two, Joel?
4: Um, when you mentioned Abraham, again, 38th on my board, big okay. fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Juan Thornhill of the Virginia is another one I'm a big fan of, uh, 40th of all on my board. Uh, yes, so we, have, we can't sleep on Deontay Thompson of Alabama, Alabama as well. Um, people haven't really been talking about him because he haven't really done anything through the draft process due to his wrist injury, but uh, he's another one that uh, we don't sleep on. I've got him about 51 on my board. Uh, that's Deontay Thompson. Mm.
0: Yeah, shame actually. The other the wide receiver that was at Dallas last year, he's not in the league as well because that'd have been another one where you've got Deontay Thompson tackling <laughs> Deontay Thompson. Um, <laughs> full of it, absolutely full of it, Dave. Um, yeah, uh, Lee. Any, any other thoughts on me safety? safety? Uh,
2: no, no. Joel's covered all the main names for me. I'm not a huge fan of John Abram. To be honest with you, I think he's a bit erratic, but uh, he's 100 miles an hour player. Uh, to the a hit on absolutely anyone. Um, and plays a bit out of control. Not, not a huge fan. Um, but yeah, I had him going to Dallas in my last mock draft. So, uh, you know, if that does happen, hope for your sake he's better than I think he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a good special team, but that's that's, that is one good thing about John Abram. And, you know, he is a good tackler when he actually gets it right. Mm.
0: Yeah, there we go. Okay, that's a good yardage there on second down, ads. Uh, Joel, thank you so much for for joining us to, to break down the, uh, the the defensive players there in the draft. I hope you enjoyed your first couple of snaps there, the four ten ten yards podcast. Do you want to remind the listeners how uh, they can get you on Twitter and, and obviously the work that you do as well?
4: Yeah, of course. It's been great. Um, you can find me at uh, at Joel Bishop FB, that's FB, um on Twitter. Um, find my, a lot of my draft work on Pro Football Ready, which is PFR underscore UK on Twitter. Um, I'll be releasing my uh, top 100 board very soon, along with my top five positional rankings.
0: Lovely stuff, Lee. You know all about top five positional rankings. Um, we will get to that on a bit later. But yeah, Joel, thank you so much for, for joining us. Really enjoyed your, your company there. Uh, and we'd, we'd love to have you on uh, sometime, sometime in the future.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you very much. It's been great.
0: Next up, on third down, there might be some defensive questions here in the, the full 10 questions where we talk to Adam Foxcroft to see if he can be the champion of champions. Third down. Time for our third down play and that is the full 10 questions and like I said last week it's time to separate the men from the boys. We had Adam on last week um, trying, trying to, to get a clear winner from season one's uh, quizzes. So this week we welcome back contestant uh, Adam Foxcroft from the Long Snap pod. Adam, uh, how are the confidence levels this time around?
1: Uh, pretty good. Does that sound... Too bullish, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm lying.
0: I don't know. Well, we shall, we, shall, we shall find out very, very shortly indeed. Uh, but of course, you are a part of the uh, Long Snappers podcast, and uh, uh, I'm not going to get into the uh, into the politics of whether your brothers or sisters or mums and dads with the uh, Kickers Matter podcast. But you just maybe want to give it tell the tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you again, and obviously your, your podcast as well.
1: Uh, well, firstly, we're older than the Kickers Matter podcast, so <laughs> any little sister stuff um, is clearly that way that way round. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, get in touch with us at Pod on Twitter. Um, we hardly do anything in the off-season. Um, you guys are, are keeping the flag flying for, for UK-based podcasts in actually in terms of actually doing some work and getting some content out there. Um, but we'll be back at some point, probably, That's
0: it. When, everyone, we get, everyone, when we get around to it. Everyone deserves a rest.
1: <laughs> we don't, but we're taking one anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. Um, yeah, you're, so Adam, you are of course the the second contestant of the uh, kind of the the champion of champions series, if you like. Uh, Adam joined us last week and uh, got seven out of ten on uh, one minute forty two. Confident of beating that?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. We shall see. <laughs> Okay, well, champion I- of Champions sounds more impressive than it, yeah. than it perhaps is, but
0: we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. If we if we get more people um, tired, and, you know, all hell could break loose. But that's, uh, that's why that's why we've got a time limit. Well, not a time limit. That's why we're setting the clock against you for this round. Um, are, are you ready is the main question.
1: Uh, I am.
0: All right. Okay. I will start you in three, two, one. Where do Jacksonville Jaguars play their American home games in the NFL?
1: Uh, ever Bankfield.
0: Okay, question two. Who is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins?
1: Oh, um, well, Adam GaSe has just gone. Um, who have they hired? Who have they hired? You see, this is on the clock now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, this has just escaped me. Oh, oh dear. Um, I don't know.
0: Okay, question three. Chris Carson, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks, wears which number?
1: Uh, See, I'm getting him muddled up with Penny in my head um, for who who wears which, but this number may be neither. 32, I'm going to say, with gritted teeth, reluctantly.
0: (laughs) No worries. Uh, Detroit Lions took which centre in the first round of the 2018 draft?
1: Um, oh, cool!
0: I must have been in the mood mm. when I was doing these questions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, no, no one remembers centers.
0: <laughs> All right, Christian. Uh, Christian Five. An illegal touching penalty on the offense incurs how many penalty yards? Illegal touching. Uh.
1: I'm I'm not sure now. I'm going to guess at 10.
0: Okay. Um, Name any team Brett Favre's quarterbacked for the NFL apart from Green Bay.
1: Uh, The New York Jets. Uh,
0: Which team in the AFC South last contested in a Super Bowl?
1: Uh, That would be the Colts.
0: Question eight. Sorry,
1: did you say AFC South? Yep, yep. Uh, Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Colts.
0: Question eight: Which player threw for the most touchdowns in twenty
1: eighteen? I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes, and hope that, unlike the number of passing yards, that he actually (laughs) was a leader.
0: (laughs) I remember that. Uh, Question (laughs) nine: Name either commentator for the main CBS broadcast.
1: Jim Nance, Tony, Tony Romo. Oh, that's I'll, cool. I'll give you both. Just give us both there. Look Anybody miss Phil Sims? No. No. Um,
0: no. Question, question 10. Uh, how many career touchdowns within 10 did Sean Alexander get in the NFL?
1: <laughs> I, I love these. Um, his career was all too short, mm. as prolific as he was. All right. Um it's probably not that many career touchdowns um you to say 50
0: okay All right. I'll stop the clock there uh right okay i mean it's not quite minute 1 minute 42 but uh, we'll see how you did you might have got eight we never know you never know
1: uh question 1 i wasn't focused enough on the on the time
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, question one Where did the Jacksonville Jaguars play their American at home games? The TIA Bank Field. That is fine, we'll accept that. Uh, question two. then the
1: sponsor's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, oh, I was it. Oh, is it? Yeah. oh, there you go. Bonus I'm, point. I'm now, yeah, maybe it hasn't.
0: Done. I shall go back and check. <laughs> uh, question two Brian Flores was the head coach you can think of coming over from the uh, New England Patriots to the Miami Dolphins. Um, Chris Carson was number 32, so that's correct. One in the bank there. Uh, Detroit Lions took uh, Frank Ragnow. Uh,
1: (laughs) yes
4: yes
0: Uh, legal touching there's a couple of ways to get a legal touching penalty I won't go through them all now but uh, it's a five yard penalty I'm afraid not ten New York Jets was correct for Brett Favre Uh, apart from Green Bay you could also have the Vikings and the Falcons funny actually I I was reading up about Brett uh, Brett Favre's first season at the Falcons obviously who drafted him uh, didn't didn't go all too well there before he went to
1: he pretty much spent it drunk yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think his first, his first pass went back for a pick-six or something something stupid. <laughs> yeah, he, sounds he, about he right. Only, he only threw four passes all season or something, uh, something quite ridiculous. But yeah, that's some, something I learned when I was looking that up. Um, AFC South, uh, last contested Super Bowl was, of course, um, Peyton Manning's Indianapolis Colts uh, beating the New Orleans Saints. Question eight was which player three for the most touchdowns? It was Patrick Mahomes in this instance, so uh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> redemption good. there. Yeah, a Bit of redemption, absolutely. Um, t- Jim Nance, Tony Romo, like you correctly said, is the uh, CBS broadcasting commentators. I can't give you a, a bonus point there though for one of those. Uh, and career, uh, career touchdowns for Sean Alexander was uh, 112. He actually had 27 in one season, I think. But uh, wow, yeah, 100, uh, okay. 112. So yeah, but it Jeez. was it was quite a short career, but they're all quite hefty uh, in the touchdown column. So 112. Let's just top that up for you. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six. 6 in three minutes. Ten. So unfortunately, no uh, no podcast T shirt for you at, the, at this juncture. But who knows in the future.
1: Yeah, that's that didn't go well. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, it, I'd like to be magnanimous and say, congratulations. You know, congratulate. Well, it's it's other Adam, I guess, who's who's ahead. Yeah, uh, ma- battle, made, of
0: battle of the Adams. Battle of the Adams. Yeah, I think it was Brian Flores's fault, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just maybe because he hadn't, you know, he hasn't been a head coach yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he hadn't. Or he's not come from. I, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't sticking in the no. in the mind until you see them on the sidelines. Yeah, um, with the with the headset and the cap. Um, yeah, pretty forgettable. But
0: there we go. Anyway, great effort, all, all, all the same. And uh, thanks for jumping back on and um, you know, kind of separating who you know to get one winner. So we really appreciate you coming on. And to say, uh, I look forward to to next time you guys get behind the mic as well and uh, give it, and give you boys a listen. So uh, th- thanks for coming on, and we'll speak to you soon, no doubt.
1: Thanks. Good fun again. Thank you very much.
0: Six out of ten there for Adam. On the full ten questions, unfortunately, he's not going to win the full ten yards podcast T-shirt. Lee, I I did enjoy the uh, full ten yards podcast T-shirt picture that you sent me. Um, Rob, your one will be in the post in due course when I do the next order. But uh, yeah, enjoying that. Um, next up uh, next week, I don't know who we're going to have, but um, hopefully they can do a bit better, maybe atop the leaderboard. Uh, Adam obviously last week uh, seven out of uh, seven out of ten, one minute forty something uh, is the time to beat um, over the next couple of weeks. Obviously crown our champion. But fourth down, uh, it's time to look at what's what's coming up on the podcast. You know, next week obviously is our last podcast before the draft, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of do go through uh, picks one to thirty two. It's going to be kind of a, a take or trade kind of scenario. So we're gonna go through every team, and look at you know whether the, they'll make the pick, or who they could be picking, uh, or whether or not they'll trade back, and look at you know what they want for that pick. Uh, why they might be trading back and maybe candidate, candidates who uh, will be looking to trade up with them one thing I do know is there's a lot of teams that want to trade back but maybe not so many um, that want to trade up but that might all change depending on uh, who's pick, who, who gets picked first over Alley.
2: yeah definitely um, yeah there's lots of people that want to trade back want to accrue more picks uh, like I said before the Jets are one of them and yeah. um, you know trying to get those picks back that they got from the San Darnold trade or the giveaways from the San Darnold trade last year. Yeah. But, yeah, for trading up, it depends on who's left and who's sort of in front of the queue and who might want the same player as you, I guess. So mm. it's also going to unfold on draft night in uh, just eight days' time now.
0: Eight days' time, yeah, Lee. Uh, Rob, I don't think we've got your opinion, actually, on, on whether or not the Arizona Cardinals will take uh, Kyler Murray. What do you reckon?
3: know. Mm. Ah, nah, nah, ye- ye- I I'm, 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 a, I'm a no
0: I'm a, I'm a no Leezy yes so you're the third uh, you're the you're, you're, the,
2: swaying
3: you're vote. the deciding vote now yeah. I'm a resounding uh, yes do you know what I, I was listening to that podcast the other day um, and I was I can't decide I, ask me next week All I'll right. tell you
0: ask, <laughs> ask you ask you next Friday they
3: ask me in two yeah, weeks yeah, time and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah um, no I think this this draft is going to be very interesting because as we've established it, it's a very defensive heavy draft um, and there's a lot of sort of talent stacked up in different positions. So if you get a run on on these edge rushes, rushes like we've discussed tonight, uh, you know that, that you can start seeing these second round guys start creeping into the first round. If if sort of five or six teams take those edge rushes off, same with the safeties. Uh, you know, it only takes three or four safeties to be taken in, in sort of the in the mid, mid mid part of the first round for them second rounders to start being sort of more worthy of being a first round pick does that make sense mm. so it'll be very interesting to see how this pans out um mm. it, but yeah definitely going to be a defensive one mm. um which t- despite not being a defensive guy it's definitely interesting to watch mm. and see where all these guys are going to end up
0: mm. yeah absolutely okay and i say next week that will be yeah, the podcast as well so we'll see if we can uh, get a special guests as well but it'll be the three three amigos uh or breaking that all down for you with our opinions but it's the time that everyone's been waiting for. It's time to announce the winner of the, uh, the, the My Touchdown box, uh, gift box. And uh, Lee. We need a
3: drum roll. We need a drum roll.
0: I'll, I'll add that in, don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Lee, Lee picked out number 117 from the hat, if you will. Uh, and that was assigned to Tim Ritson, uh, who's on Twitter at TimRitson1, uh, who wanted a Jags box. So, Tim, you have one Woo! week. Yeah, well done. Well done to you, my friends. Uh, you have one week. Uh, you have till next. Next Thursday's next next Thursday's podcast to to claim your prize, give us a DM on the Twitter, and uh, we will sort you out with a, a Jags box there. If not, we will pick another one out uh, on the eve of the draft. Um, I suppose before we get out of here, Lee, just to. Kind of recap all the, the content that we've been putting out over the last couple of weeks, some good uh, feedback actually. Um obviously we're still we're deep now, we're coming to the the twilight of the where do they go from here series, um obviously AFC West this week. Um so Denver and Oakland uh tomorrow and Friday. But also your your top five prospects in full swing.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely getting into the meat of that now. Um i really enjoying writing these and, and it sounds like you know obviously Joel's doing the same. So it'd be good to compare notes again, uh, but yeah, we're getting to the meet, he's got the interior defensive line coming out. So obviously, if anyone sort of wants to catch up on that, obviously they're all under the under my section, aren't they, Tim, on the website? Yes. Uh, so yeah, they can go back and they can read through them. And yeah, so we've got a few more. We've got another one, two, three, four, five, six days of that, which will then be topped off with my top 100 players, which is out this time next week. And then my final mock draft on Thursday, which obviously all coming out. And then obviously we've still got our uh, where do they go from here series that's going on as well, We're moving into our last division next week.
0: Yeah, and I'll, I'll be dropping another mock draft, my final mock draft. Maybe I'll do two. No, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'll, do, I'll drop another mock draft between now and the, uh, and the and the draft as well. Trying to kind of put in, Putting that together, I've got I've got who I think was going to go to a couple of teams, but just need to sort out maybe a couple of trades. Um, the Arizona uh, Kyler Murray conundrum proving quite the task to, to try and get right. Okay. So, ask me
3: again. Ask me again. Ask okay. Me again.
0: Okay. Uh, Rob, do you do you think uh, Kyler Murray goes first overall to Arizona?
3: Yes. Okay. And I think they trade Josh Rosen to the New York Giants. Uh, and then I also think that Kyler Murray is, is going to stink. And the Arizona Cardinals will still have the first pick in 2020. There's my mm. prediction. There you go. Miami Dolphins fans are upset about that.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, we'll put, yeah, we'll get Adam on next week as well for some betting. Uh, we'd, we'd, we're doing a, a mythical £100 to, to spend on draft betting. So uh, that will be fun as well. But let's get, <coughs> excuse me, let's get out of here. Um, got I've got four minutes left to, to wrap this thing up. So, um, yeah, enjoy. The, everyone check out uh, the articles uh, over on full10yards.com. Check us out on the Twitter at full10yards. I'm Tim underscore Monk 85 Lee is at Wakefield90 and as we said earlier in the podcast due to my unprofessionalism uh, Rob is at FF Britballer. well done to Tim Ritson thank you for Joel for coming on we'll speak to you next week um, really enjoyed that podcast I really hope you enjoyed listening to it too but in the meantime we'll speak to you uh, next Wednesday for all of that so it's goodbye from Rob goodbye goodbye from Lee
2: yeah see you on the side, everyone
0: and it's goodbye from me in the great words of Kevin Cadle It's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full10Yards. Or email the show, Full10Yards at gmail.com.